Do you have solo economic dependency? That is, if you aren't working, you aren't making money. The Art of Passive Income Podcast is the solution. Discover passive income models so you can enjoy life on your own terms. Let freedom ring. Hey, it's Mark Podolsky, the Land Geek, with your favorite niche real estate website, www.thelandgeek.com. And for this week's roundtable podcast, we've got the usual suspects, the Nightcap Meister, Scott Bossman. Scott, how are you? Good, Mark. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Biggie Tupac debate continues to rage with the Big Papa, Tate Litchfield. Tate, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, it's definitely uh, raging. If you guys haven't seen the Netflix show, Unsolved, it goes in depth into who murdered Biggie and who murdered Tupac. Really good. Highly recommend it. I, I'm, I'm into it right now. I'm still going to go with the, the, the Suge Knight hypothesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Suge Knight, if you're listening to this, I, I'm joking. I, I, <laughs> no hard feelings. We're good. Death Row Records for life. Yeah, go ahead. That's right. That's right. The technician, Eric Peterson. How are you, Eric? I'm good. Back from spring break and uh, ready to be back on the podcast. Yeah, you look nice and relaxed. Is it me or does Eric look younger? He's a tan. He's got a glow to him, that's for sure. He's been shaving yeah. lately, I've noticed. Yeah, no beard. Maybe that's what it is. Wow. Yeah, something's going on. We've got the most feared woman in the country, the terrorist hunter, Mimi Schmidt. Mimi, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Mark? I'm good. I'm good. And fighting the flu. Bearland Aaron Williams. Bearland, how are you? Hey, I'm all right. How are you doing? Look at you. You're you're on the roundtable podcast. Just just kind of muscling through it. I love it. Hey, I'm not you know what? I think uh, I think I'm not the worst one on here, so I've, I've got it good. I think. Yeah, Bossman's got uh, shingles. I don't know. Is that okay to, to share with everybody, Scott? Uh, sure. I mean, you just disclosed it to the world. That's fine. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna have to have. I'm gonna have to send the HIPAA. Over. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> that's a right HIPAA now. violation right there. But I'm. I'll, I'll consent to. Uh, I'll consent retroactively to you telling people that. That's fine. All right. All right. Thank you. Let the old, let the old man jokes commence. All right. So if you're in the Facebook group, please continue piling on. Um, you know, I think, I think a fun survey would be if Bossman now has shingles, will the next ailment be a gout? B, <laughs> uh, well, Mark, the know, question is, why hasn't he had the shot? Don't you get it when you're 60? No, 50. Oh. 50. Oh. 50. Oh. Only, only. I'm a young. I'm those old man jokes. I'm the youngest yeah. case I've ever seen with shingles. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've seen other younger cases. Um, <laughs> I thought I'm a doctor. Just saying. And then, of course, last but not least, you know him. You love him. The brain. The professor, the land geek flight school Sherpa, Scott Todd from scotttodd.net, landmoto.com. And most importantly, if not automating your Craigslist and your Facebook postings, postingdomination.com forward slash the land geek, our favorite Florida man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Mark? 
Good, good. Did you see that article in CNN about what's the deal with the Florida man? Yeah. Why, why, <laughs> why Florida? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like it's it's nutty. Like it's nutty because, uh, look, I like to think that because I grew up in Florida. Like I was born and raised in Florida. And all I know is that there's a lot of people that move to Florida. And I think they bring the nuttiness with them. Okay, like there's no way that people like me who've been here our entire lives do this crazy stuff. But Mark, I've seen a couple articles now referencing the Arizona man. So oh. he might be on the move. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, you know, after reading that article, I do think there is something to the extreme heat that makes people crazy, right? In Florida, the extreme humidity, and in Arizona, the extreme just dry heat. And um, I do think at some point, people can't self-regulate and they just go crazy. Maybe, maybe that's it. But like, I mean, why don't they just jump in the, the water and cool down? I mean, Tate's laughing over there because he's in the desert. How come there's no Vegas, man? Because uh, all of Vegas is crazy. Everything oh. that happens in Vegas, Vegas. Yeah, it just stays here. We don't, let the, we don't let the whole world air our dirty laundry, you know? What happens, what happens in, in Vegas? Vegas? It is. There it is. <laughs> That's good. Look at Tate. Look at Tate with the lob right there. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, you, I'm you just, know what? I'm I just think, reading the Florida man on my birthday, and it's Florida man throws a samurai sword at sheriff's deputies. Like what? <laughs> you can't make this stuff alien. up. Yeah, ridiculous. The, the criminal creativity in Florida is really phenomenal. Florida man arrested for throwing sausages at his mom. Like, mom, why would you waste? <laughs> I don't even, like, what do you, how do you write it? First of all, why would you do that? And second of all, how do you write a news report on that? Like, yeah, he was maliciously overhand throwing these sausages. <laughs> what, what do you write about there? It's a page-long article. Now, see, when, when I do the Florida Man Challenge on my birthday, nothing from Florida comes up, but an article from Tennessee comes up, and it's about a man who run, man run, Man run over by lawnmower while trying to kill son with a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Peterson, you got you got a lot of explaining to do. I mean, Fake what the heck, man? Fake I, I, feel, I, I, I feel like Tennessee has so many problems. Um, it's it's almost unfair to pile on. Um, I, I was doing a deal there in the, in this area in this county. It was like a nice area, but like half the county was illiterate. Like literally, like illiterate. They don't even. We have, have a lot of counties in Tennessee. Yeah, Mark. But my favorite, my favorite is this one: Arizona man faked Down syndrome and hired caregivers to change his diapers. <laughs> he hired him to change his diapers. You can't blame the heat on that. He wanted a nanny. Oh. It says. By the way, today's oh podcast is sponsored by Flight School. <laughs> is this all we're doing all day? Is this slinging headlines? No, no. We're, we, we actually have a topic. Um, if you want to start building your passive income in a systematized way, accountability, you're going to get her done in 16 weeks. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your family. You have an ethical obligation to get there as quickly and efficiently as possible don't waste time. Life is short. Go to landgeek.com forward slash training. 
get on a call with the Nightcap Meister, uh, Scott Bossman, or the Zen Master, Mike Zeno, and get ready for lots, baby. It's coming to a screen near you. Very excited to look over Tate's shoulder. So as we're very unfocused to begin this podcast, I think the topic is apropos because we want to talk about our clients finding focus, right? And I think Eric Peterson came up with a great quote uh, to start about, you know, finding focus. And, and how many times have we heard from our clients, they're, they're kind of just in the weeds in the business, right? Um, Tate, what's an example of somebody being in the weeds? Hmm. You know, I, I think that common ones that we see are, are people spending crazy amounts of time working on like, I don't want to say like setting up websites because I mean, people do waste a ton of time doing that or business cards, but it even like just whether wondering if, you know, they need to have the offer, you know, the offer letter signed, right. And they go back and forth and it's like, well, they said they want to sell it, but they didn't sign it and send it back to me. And you know, they get hung up on that. And it's like, listen, if they want to sell it, you guys have a verbal agreement, go on with it, proceed. I don't know, things like that, that people just get, they get almost like hyper-focused on the little details that really aren't doing anything to help them in the business. Yeah, Mimi, do you agree with that? Completely agree with that. I'm finding that a lot on the office hours. I get a lot of questions about, um, are there signatures on the offer letters or offer uh, option agreements or how do I format my offer letter. I want to say something different from everyone else and just mail and market just instead of just focusing on what brings the most value. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So Eric Peterson, if someone's having a difficult time finding focus, how do you sort of reset them mentally where they can, because it's so simple for us to be on the round table and say mail and market, right? But Mentally speaking, there's so many different steps in just the mailing process. You've got your county research. Did I pick a good county, right? Did I get the list? Is this the right list? Who do I contact to get the list, right? It goes kind of on and on and on. So how do you find that focus so you can just do that most important task that will lead you just to get that needle moved? So I think, um, you know, just like you said, we all talk about mailing and marketing being the most important parts of the business. And um, to help kind of keep your focus on those two items, I think, you know, the, the concept of theming your days that we've talked about before is, is pretty helpful. Um, you know, I theme my days. Um, Mondays for me are for mailing. Uh, that means anything to do with getting a list, um, asking a VA to get a list, pricing offers, whatever it is um, on the mailing side, that's going to be the focus on Monday. And, and nothing else is going to get done until that's complete for that particular Monday. Tuesdays, um, I spend time making sure our new listings are up and available on various platforms, whether that's on my website, on Landmoto, on Craigslist or Facebook or wherever it's going to be marketed. Um, Tuesday's the day to focus on that for me. Um, 
Wednesday is about exploring new marketing ideas. Um, so whether that's education or just research or actually trying things. Um, Thursday, um, let's see, Thursdays for systems. So anything to do with for a VA or, you know, building a new Zap or a new tool, um, anything like that is going to happen Thursday. Friday is paperwork and just kind of general um, follow up on things that, you know, were left off uh, the rest of the week. So, so that's how I theme my week. And it does help me to stay focused on the kind of important topics for the week. Um, so I think that's, that's a helpful tool for people to consider. You don't have to use my exact strategy, but the idea of having a focus for each day uh, has proven to be helpful for me. Uh, and I think, you know, the other thing we talk a lot about is, is letting go of the small things, uh, especially when you're getting started. Um, you know, we talked about our offers signed, are they not signed? Are, you know, what county should I choose? Um, is my website ready? All these different things. And those are, those are all kind of somewhat important parts of the business, but the, the number one thing is the mailing and marketing. So, if you can't do mailing and marketing because you're worried about, you know, is the offer signed or whatever, just, just move on. Answer the question later, but you have the tools to get started. Um, and same for your website. Like if, if you can't get that up and running, it's going to take you a lot of time to, you know, whatever, design it or fill it with content. Find a way to hire that out. Find someone on Upwork that can, you know, get your WordPress website ready and, and get everything launched for you. So you're not spending hours learning something new that you really don't need to learn. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I love it. I love it. Bearline Aaron, do you have anything you want to add to that? When, when you have difficulty finding focus, do you do anything differently than what Eric was outlining, which was really thorough, actually? Um, <clears throat> sometimes I find that if, you know, I get in the weeds about something. A lot of times it's not so much um, not knowing what I should be doing, but more of a procrastination, um, you know, where you feel busy doing something that you feel like is important, you know, like trying to figure out the, you know, maybe the perfect offer price, you know, to put on your list. I mean, you can spend days and days and days working on that and that's not going to move you forward at all, you know. Um, so you got to kind of recognize when you're in that situation. Um, a lot of times I'll maybe like mind map out real quick what, um, you know, what my next step is or what, what project I'm working on completing at the time. Um, and then, you know, kind of work that situation backwards, you know, figure out, okay, if I want to send a list, what do I need to do? I need to you know, okay, I need to get a list. Where do I get a list? I need to, you know, and you kind of went through those things uh, a few minutes ago, um, work it back until the next possible step, you know, and then take that step, move forward. Like, you know, you'll, you'll take that step, you'll get that complete. And then, then you can move on to the next step and you can get that complete. And then you, you've gained some momentum and you've created a focus. And then now you can start moving your day forward in a way that's productive rather than just, you know, bunch of busy work. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Mimi Schmidt, how about you? How do you 
you know, find focus when you inevitably find yourself in the weeds in this business? So I think my days too, but every day we, we have to chase leads every day, right? That's the marketing aspect of it. And that's the biggest priority is chasing leads and nothing else gets done until I've chased every lead I've got. Right. Um, and I will say, a lot of the problems that people get stuck in rabbit holes on will solve themselves if you just stick with the mailing and the marketing, right? You won't have to worry about option agreements and whether they're signed if you're mailing and mailing because eventually you're going to get people that are going to be accepting your offers. You're going to be looking at your response rates and knowing if your pricing is right so you don't have to get down in the weeds about the pricing because that mailing response that you're tracking is gonna tell you, are you at 5% responses? Are you buying one in every 100, right? So just doing those basics will solve a lot of these problems. And if you're having a hard time focusing um, and you've got a list written down or in Trello or somewhere where you're tracking your things to do, Score them, right? In Agile, a lot of times you'll do Fibonacci scoring, but a super easy way to do it is to just shirt size, small, medium, and large, small, medium, large, and extra large, right? Give them a size and, uh, of importance and then and stick with it and work on the ones that are most important. I think that's a super easy way. doesn't take a lot of time to help you find focus. Um, you know, if you're, let's say your day is a, a mailing, right? What are the steps you have to get done? Importance and, you know, go and just stick with it. Oh, I mean, uh, you know, when it comes to the mailing, that's like extra, extra large. That's like going to the, you know, the, the, the super big shop. Um, I really, I really like that visual though of, of categorizing it, um, by sizes, because when you said Fibonacci, you lost me. I think I'd hear Scott Todd about more complicated Fibonacci. Um, Scott Bossman, you know, when Mimi was talking, I, I kind of had this visualization. You've got teenagers, um, teaching my son to drive, right? I'm in that right now. And you know, it's so easy to say, okay, now we're going to drive. And inevitably, he wants to pump the brakes. He wants to hug to the right of the curb. Ultimately, it's about fear, right? And I think getting enough reps where you're not so afraid of making a mistake. Now, if you make a mistake driving, you can die. That's a little bit different, which is why I scream at him, right? But no one's getting screamed at if they sign or don't sign an offer letter, right? There, it's, it's just one of those things. It's like, okay, I'm going to slow down and pump the brakes because I'm afraid. Scott Bossman, how do you find that focus to, to, uh, to, do, to help with that? Uh, I, like I, like I tell so many people, I, I just, I really emphasize that you try to keep it simple when you're first starting out and theme days are amazing. I do themed maybe portions of days and whatnot. Um, but, but, you know, when you're first starting in this, uh, to theme your, your entire week out might be overwhelmed. I love Mimi's approach where, uh, and I still do this, I'll do like a brain dump on Sundays. I'll write down 30 things that I think would benefit me in my business. And I rank those things. I put a one next to the things that are the most important, a two next to the things that are somewhat important, a three next to the things that I can wait on. And I try to go down and click off all those number one things. 
Um, but when you look at all those number one things, they, they usually fit into some type of category that is going to move my business forward the most that week. So to keep for, for beginners, it's just mailing, 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 mailing. And like you said, don't worry about having the perfect offer price. Don't worry about having the perfect list. Scott Todd says, he has said to all of us, any list beats no list. As long as you're taking action, the results of those actions will tell you if you're on the right track. If you sit around all day and overanalyze, wondering if you're on the right track, that's going to prevent you from taking action. So take action first, monitor the results later, keep it simple. And, uh, you know, instead of like the, 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 the car analogy is great, Mark, like teaching your kids to drive, but you know what I do, I, uh, or I've done is I take them that has no obstructions, no light poles, no traffic. And we just focus on driving straight ahead. And that's what you have to do when you're first starting with mailing. Uh, just do it in an area where there not, are not all these distractions. Yeah, I love it. Tate, what, what do you want to add to that? Because I, I could imagine, you know, you've got so much going on. For you to have, to find the focus um, could be a challenge just for you personally and professionally. Yeah, I mean, I think we're all busy people, right? And it doesn't matter how much stuff you get automated or outsourced, you'll always find new things to keep you busy, right? So I think those tools are there to help you. But ultimately, every day I sit down, I know the first three things that I'm going to do immediately. I love having kind of a schedule. I'm a creature of habit. So every day of the week, I like to start by doing the same things before I talk to anyone, before I you know, look at my email, I do the things that make me the most money in a day first. And once those are completed, I'll look at my email or I'll, you know, get on with a coaching client or something like that. But I think you really have to know where your, your money comes from. And once you know that, you know, it's really easy to say, time to go get it. How do I get that, that, uh, that return? But we're all going to be busy. Everybody's busy all the time. I think, uh, when it comes to anything, practice makes permanent. So if you set a goal to go out and do the same thing every single day for three weeks, the fourth week's going to come around and you're going to just do it because that's what you do. It's a permanent fixture in your life. Even on vacation, there's certain things that I still do every single day because my business never really stops. You know, it's always going. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it could be uh, very helpful to, because we're all kind of doing this now full time in a sense, like we don't have day jobs anymore, but I'd love to know how Scott Todd with as big a day job as he had, um, you know, in a fortune 300 company, managing all these people, Mimi had the same experience, finding the focus when you're not going to necessarily have the energy to work the business. You know, sometimes you have just have a, a built in excuse right? It's just very easy to say, I'll get to it tomorrow to procrastinate it. How, Scott, how do you even remember, like, how did you find the focus to do this consistently? And then maybe I'm going to circle back to you and ask you the same question. Mark, you know, you know what it was, is uh, it comes back to your desire, your burning desire. Do you have a burning desire to change the situation that you're in? And if you don't, honestly, and I like, I, you can see it in people, right? Like you see people struggling you talk to them 
and they, they want something. That, that's where the wantrepreneur comes in, right? Like it's, they, they want to be an entrepreneur, but yet they haven't made that commitment in their mind to shift, to say, I'm not going to want anymore. I'm just going to go do it. So when, when you have the burning desire and the passion, well, then I don't care how dang tired you are. You have that burning desire and you are on fire. You're not, you're, you're unstoppable. And that's what, what it comes down to. It comes down to when you have that burning desire, when you know your why, then, and you work towards it, then nothing's going to stand in your way. I don't care what it is because you're going to go back and you're going to hit it. And I'll just tell you, like, I remember Mimi, like I remember doing coaching calls with Mimi and you know, you could, she, she would get on these calls at night and you could see, like, you could see in her face that she's just exhausted, right? You know, she, she's tired, she's exhausted. And here she is just like plowing away. She's got the family. Like, I kid you not, I'm not going to share anything personal, but like uh, the family, you could see the family's hitting her, right? Like this is late at night. She's getting slammed each way. And then she comes back and she regains her composure. I mean, I, I remember on one night, there was no Mimi. I'm like, Mimi, what happened? She's like, I'm sorry. I, the family got in the way. I think we did the call like at 945 at night, okay? And when she got on that call, she reframed herself. She let everything else go. And then all of a sudden, she got back into her why. She had a, she had a why that created that burning desire for her. And, you know, like the, the thing is, is that no one's going to do anything that they don't want to do. You'll find every reason in, in the book. I will tell you this, in coaching all of these people that I've coached and, and doing flight school and everything, there's, there's one trend that I notice about people. And that is, is that when, when they get scared or when they, when they're, when they confront something that pushes them outside their comfort zone, the easy thing to do is to run back to their comfort zone and focus on something else. So we talk about, uh, it was talked about on this call, like, uh, yeah, let me just go and, keep repricing these offers and looking for the perfect offer price and all this other stuff. Well, the perfect offer price doesn't exist. You're not an appraiser. Your, your, your goal is to get the offers out there as quickly as possible. Some, some are going to go, some are not. That's just the way that it is. Learn your lesson, but just mail. But what happens is when, when people get to that comfort zone, that edge of the comfort zone, and then they get scared. What they do is they go, oh, let me go work on my logo. Oh, let me go work on. No, what you need to do is you need to recognize that your body is telling you, hey, I'm not comfortable here. This is like you knowing you. I'm not comfortable here. And then what you do is you go, hey, just hold on. We're going to keep going here. We're Go a little bit deeper. And then when you go that little bit deeper, you just stretch your comfort zone or you say, listen, body, mind. I know you're not comfortable and that's okay. We're going to continue to go this path because this is the right thing. And then all of a sudden your body's going to be like, okay, this is the way we're going. And then your brain will begin to help you. Your brain will say, Hey, maybe you didn't price these right. Or I feel really good about these things. Let's just go do some more because you've stretched that comfort zone. And now all of a sudden, no, you didn't die. And your, your body's like, Let's roll, man. So you, you got to balance that piece. You got to listen to what your, your body's telling you. But if you're struggling to, to get the motivation to go do this business or whatever it is, I'm going to challenge you that you, you don't have a burning desire to, to change your lot in life. So go, go, go create that burning desire. And nobody can give you the burning desire. 
you have to want it and want it bad. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Mimi, same question to you. Um, you know, having as big a life and as big a job as you had, how did you find that focus? That's so hard to follow up what he said. It's absolutely perfect. But I can follow up with something like, where do you fit it in when you have a lot going on, right? Late at night when your kids are doing their homework, when they're at gymnastics, football, soccer practice, when your husband's at the gym, when your wife's making dinner, get up early in the morning on Saturday. There are times when they're doing other things besides spending time with you. And so if everyone's doing homework, sit with them and work on your business. You're still together, right? But then you're actually moving forward and you don't feel like you're ignoring your family, not being the, the parent that you want to be, the, the, wife, the spouse you want to be. Do it, do it in all those times when they have other things going on too. That's what I would suggest. No, I love it. And I, I know for me, I never want to have decision fatigue. So when there's a slot in the day, I fill that slot. So I've got three kids. They've got tons of activities. It's kind of their world and I'm living in it. But there are points in the day where they'll be at school or, you know, I'll have that time. And even if it's just 15 minutes, I'll schedule in that 15 minutes. So I know during this time block, I'm getting this done, right? And then kind of, you know, the night before, kind of doing like what Eric was talking about and what Scott was talking about. I mean, even me to me was prioritizing. What's the most important thing that I need to get done today and scheduling that first and making sure that, okay, these are the golden hours. I am not to be uh, distracted at all. The phone is going on. Do not disturb um, anything that could distract me. Right? Like I, I might tell, you know, a friend or, or, or my wife, look, I'm in surgery right now, okay? You wouldn't call a surgeon while they're in surgery. I'm in surgery. And until this is done, and it'll be done at this time, then we can, we can you know, talk. And so I think that helps me with focus is just not having to think about what I need to do at what time of the day. And um, Eric Peterson had a, a great quote that he got from Gary Keller. Make sure every day you do what matters most. When you know what matters most, everything makes sense. When you don't know what matters most, anything makes sense um, by Gary Keller in The One Thing. And I love that. So I, I thought that this was a, a really productive topic and hopefully the listeners are getting value. And um, does anybody have anything else they want to end with before we go to the tip of the week? All right, that was just some radio silence there. No worries. Uh, Mimi Schmidt, what is your tip of the week? So in doing the flight school office hours, I noticed this reticence or I don't know what it is about people getting out of uh, Excel and moving out to online sources and hiring VAs to help them. And so this, uh, it's, the quote is in the chat, and I'm sure Danielle will put it in the notes. It's the Airtable spreadsheets that uh, Eric Peterson put together. It's for posting domination, but it covers, you know, not only your accounts, but it also covers, like, um, the VAs that you have writing your ad copy and that type of thing and helps you get organized. 
I, I love Airtable because you can interact with your VAs and it's super easy, super flexible. Um, it's just like Excel. So highly recommend it. You have it. You want to say anything about it there? I'm going to put you on the spot, but you know more about it than I do. Um, no, I mean, I, I think you covered it. It's, it's really set up as an organizational tool to um, manage your Craigslist posting and your ad content. So um, it's designed to, to do all of that in one tool, um, hopefully make people's lives easier. All right, great. Well, I hope the listeners are getting value. And if you are, please do us a big favor. You know, forward this podcast to a friend, share it online on social media, but then you got to review the podcast. So just do us three little favors. You got to subs subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Send us a screenshot. We'll send you for free the $97 passive income launch kit. And guess what, everybody? We are a month out before Scottsdale Bootcamp. There are still a few seats available. Go to thelandgeek.com forward slash bootcamp and reserve your spot. If you don't have tickets, you got to figure out how you can get tickets. Get on a call. Go to thelandgeek.com forward slash training. The Nightcap Meister uh, and Zen Master uh, Mike Zeno will help you. And um, I thought this was great. Scott Bossman, you feeling okay? Feeling great. Thank you. All right. Good. Barryland Aaron, are we good? No chills? Nope, nope, we're good. All right, well, I appreciate both of you banged up, so to speak, and still making the Roundtable podcast. Uh, Tate, are we good? We're great, yeah. Mimi? Great. Scott Todd? We're good, Mark. All right, notice that I'm leaving Eric out on purpose. All right. Just kidding, Eric. Are we good? We're great. All right. It is going to be a kinder, gentler 2019. But, you know, I missed you last week, so. Had to do I missed you guys, too. Yeah. It was a, you, a quiet week. Was it, was it just so relaxing to be on the beach? It was, it was good. We didn't spend a ton of time on the beach. It was actually a little bit cold a couple days, so... Um, but the time we did have on the beach was, was really nice. It's great. It's great. All right. Well, let's do this. One, two, three. Let, let freedom ring. ring. Oh, well, they're not, they're not going to be phenomenal, <laughs> you know? So I don't know. By the way, I was watching, uh, like, just flipping around shows last night. I saw a game. I was like watching game night and uh, with uh, uh, Jason, ba is it Jason oh, Bateman? Yeah. Jason Bateman. Yeah. And, um, and so his brother was like kind of sketchy and he was talking about, you know, and he had all this money. He was talking about investing in Panera bread. <laughs> and he's like, well, I never invested in Panera bread, but I ate at Panera bread. And I'm just like, man, there's just not a, a, a I just can't escape thinking about Scott Todd. It's yeah, yeah, you know. 
And that's funny because I was I was going through some moment the other day and uh, they were talking about, hey, let's go to the Cheesecake Factory. And I'm like, I can't get rid of Mark and his Cheesecake Factory either. So I don't, it's crazy. Tate and Mark's Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that, I got I, I think that's play. I think it's play. I, think I, just, play. I feel like I just bowled you both over. Like I just got a, I just picked up a split or something. I don't know. <laughs> I got I nothing. I mean, coming. I don't know. Okay, the podcast I, is over now. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah exactly. We'll be in uh, Phoenix at boot camp. We can go to the Cheesecake Factory. It's the 26th. It's the gift that just keeps one on month out. Tate, isn't there a line from Drake about the Cheesecake Factory? <laughs> I, I did just book my uh, flight to When's that? Yeah, aren't you going to the Travis Scott concert? I already went to Travis Scott. Was it good? I'm trying to change the subject here. It was. <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, I've been to a lot of concerts in my time, and like, I'm glad I had a seat because these young kids they they're crazy. I mean, don't let your children go to that concert. That was that was wild. I mean, <laughs> I thought you needed tattoos to enter that that concert. It was, I mean, like the amount of fireworks and like the stage performance was crazy. It was so incredibly loud. I feel like I'm like aging myself right here, but it goes back to like my whole daytime movies kind of persona that I'm in now. Like, I don't want to be out late. The show started at like nine o'clock. Oh. Travis came on till 1130. So like we just sat there for like two and a half hours waiting and waiting and waiting and like we had a babysitter and by the time like it was a school night too and so the babysitter had to go to school in the morning at like 12 31 o'clock it was like we gotta leave i mean the babysitter's gotta get up in the morning so we didn't make it through the whole thing but uh it was fun good times good times and he well, does have a song about cheesecake it's why you gotta fight with me at cheesecake you know yeah, i love there it, it. Is. Yeah, why you got to fight with me at Cheesecake? You know I love to go there. Great line. Yeah, I guess if Drake likes it, champagne poppy, so do we. See, there you go. Take that, Scott Todd. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you, you know who Scott Adams is, don't you? The, the cartoonist? Dilbert? Sure. Yeah, so he's got a quote, too, about the Cheesecake Factory, and it says that it's a great business model, but if you take your wife there on the 25th anniversary, you not, might not reach your 26th anniversary. So it's probably um, a good point. That's, that's wise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like Eric Peterson needs to jump in here at some point. They I got should, nothing. They should Fairly be guys all this free no. advertising. Stay in hell. Yeah, Mimi, you're right. We should get Cheesecake Factory to sponsor the next podcast. Yeah. What's great about this is that somehow – Somehow I've been able to take this whole thing for the last few weeks and, and like manipulate what tapes Tate said. I and know. Now I got, in a way I got you guys believing that you like the cheesecake factory. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like a Jedi mind trick. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like you guys have become synonymous with the cheesecake factory. Now I don't know how I put that on you. I guess man. It's too loud. I'm still going to stick with that. It's too loud. 
I mean, you guys should be throwing back like hashtag fake news or something. Scott, that's fake, <laughs> fake news, man. You're mislabeling us, but. Yeah, oh, let's boy. see. All right. Well, this is always fun. All right. Drake loves the cheesecake. There. <laughs> Investigation. <laughs> there it is. There it is, Thank right you. there. Thank oh. you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> now, if we can just get. Drake to like do a, a video or something where he goes to the cheesecake factory. That might be great. Yeah. Drake, if you're listening to this, please come to boot camp and just do this one song for us and then drop the mic and leave. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be very so, cool. Yeah. You better get Danielle on it. I'm sure he listens to this. Drake wants some passive income. Think about the work he's got to do. All that social media work and he's got a tour. Records. He's probably, he's probably investing in raw land right now. He'd be crazy not to. <laughs> you know, I read, um, who was it? One of the other rappers just bought a whole bunch of, uh, what's his name? Um, he bought a whole bunch of raw land and now he's growing his own tobacco out there. Uh I can't remember it, but it's kind of funny. It was like, oh, he bought like 40 acres. That's awesome. He bought like 35 acres, I think, and is growing his own tobacco now. He's like, yeah, you just never know. And plus, I just want to have some land. It's really funny. Sure, it's just tobacco. Yeah. Let's just leave it know. at that, Eric. <laughs> is it, is it Colorado? Oregon? Washington? <laughs> California. You're messing with the wrong rappers, Eric. Yeah, I don't know. Um, anyways, if you're listening to these bonus parts of the of the podcast, um, mention it on on uh, the official Land Geek Wealth and Creation <laughs> Group because we have no idea if anyone listens to this or not. I I'm I'll be shocked if anybody does. Yeah, but so it was Chance right, the rapper. Think- it was Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper. Yep. Yeah, he's smart. He he doesn't. Even, he's not even on a label. Yeah. Now, did, did you sell him the land? Because that's the way it should have been done. Uh, I respect the confidentiality of my clients, Eric. Good. <laughs> Tate, Tate did sign the HIPAA. Right. Yes, yeah. he did. All right. Thanks, everybody. I'm going to go run a cheesecake for, for lunch now that we've talked about it enough. Perhaps, uh, perhaps some avocado egg rolls. La la. See, he knows the menu even. I, yeah. Who doesn't know the, the cheesecake menu? Oh, I, I don't. Sliders? I don't. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Maybe three pounds of pasta? You can't, you can't put you can't put a menu past Mark without him knowing it. Come on, we should know that. Yeah, Mark knows his menus. I, I say this to my kids all the time. I don't know anything about anything, but I know food and land. Yeah, I and and land, but they don't think I know that. They're like, Dad, what's what's with all this shuffling paper stuff? Where is the land? I'm like, 
Let's go on a ride, kids. <laughs> Let's go on a ride. And then, of course, they don't. But whatever. That's why we have the, the community. So it's, it's a lonely land world out there. All righty. Well, for the third time today, it was good chatting, everybody. How long are you going to drag this out, Mark? We're tired. We're hungry. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Art of Passive Income podcast. Start your journey at www.thelandgeek.com and www.scotttodd.net. Rate and review the podcast and email support at thelandgeek.com. Your screenshot for a free passive income launch kit.